Welcome back to the Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear page by page. This is page 471. You could put your arm around me, you know, she said matter-of-factly. We are walking in the gardens, alone, in the moonlight, such as it is. Denna looked sideways at me, the side of her mouth quirking upward. Such things are permitted, you realize. Her sudden change in manner caught me off guard. Since we had met in Severin, I had courted her with wild, hopeless pageantry, and she had matched me without missing a beat. Each flattery, each witticism, each piece of playful banter, she returned to me, not in an echo but a harmony. Our back and forth had been like a duet. But this was different. Her tone was less playful and more plain. It was so sudden a change that I was at a loss for words. Four days ago, I turned my foot on that loose flagstone, she said softly. Remember? We were walking on Mincet Lane. My foot slipped, and you caught me almost before I knew that I was stumbling. It made me wonder how closely you must be watching me to see something like that. We turned a corner in the path, and Denna continued to speak without looking up at me. Her voice was soft and musing, almost as if she were talking to herself. You had your hands on me then, sure as anything, steadying me. You almost had your arm around me. It would have been so easy for you then, a matter of inches. But when I got my feet beneath me, you took your hands away. No hesitation, no lingering, nothing I might take amiss. She started to turn her face to me, then stopped, and looked down again. It's quite a thing, she said. There are so many men, all endlessly attempting to sweep me off my feet. And there is one of you trying just the opposite, making sure my feet are firm beneath me, lest I fall. Almost shyly, she reached out. When I moved to take your arm, you accept it easily. You even lay your hand on mine as if to keep it there. She explained my movement exactly as I was making it, and I fought to keep the gesture from becoming suddenly awkward. But that's all. You never presume. You never push. Do you know how strange that is to me? We looked at each other for a moment, there, in the silent, moonlit garden. I could feel the heat of her standing close to me, her hand clinging to my arm. Inexperienced as I was with women, even I could read this cue. I tried to think of what to say, but I could only wonder at her lips. How could they be so red as this? Even the cellus was dark in the faint moonlight. How were her lips so red? Then Denna froze. Not that we were moving much, but in a moment she went from motionless to still, cocking her head like a deer, straining to catch a half-heard sound. Someone's coming, she said. Come on! Clinging to the end of the page. I'm Jeremy. I'm Jordana. I'm Nick. I have a weird color note in regards to her red lips, because we are, we talk about the red lips thing all the time. Everyone knows what we're going to say. I'm not going to go over that. But red is the first color that disappears from like the human visual perception and a good portion of animal visual perception um, in the dark. So, for example... You could wear, in a, on a very dark night, you could wear black or you could wear red, and you would probably be the same amount of non-visible until you stepped into the light. Because, like, red is one of those colors that, like, disappears sooner. It's like, when you see the sun set at night, you're more likely to be drawn to a green or a blue light than you are to a red one. Like, they're just, there's a, it's less brightness, it's less perceptually visible. So it's weird that it's it's super it's extra weird that her lips would stand out in this situation 
because it's dark and because they're red. I agree. Here's what I want to say. I want to say there's some kind of magic at work and he's bewitched by her. But what I actually think is happening is that he is uh, going in for a kiss. This is a prosaic way of uh, making her lips the center of attention. It's not just a detail that she has red lips. It's repeated. How are her lips so red? And then immediately we get the come on. But this is like the the prose equivalent of the shot where their lips get closer and closer before a kiss. And that doesn't actually happen. But without, but instead you're saying like, instead of Rothfuss saying I went in for a kiss, we're meant to understand that implication because Quoth's increasing focus on her lips. Well, I also don't think that Quoth would go in for a kiss. I don't think he would be like, I tried to kiss her, but I think that the, overwhelming reality of her red lips taking over all his perception might lead to him accidentally moving forward and pressing his lips against them. Uh, Oh, like (laughs) I think that it is obvious that they are like, this is them getting like clam jammed. Like he is about, like they are about to kiss whether or not he's going in for a kiss. Like, you know, he knows like he says, even I couldn't avoid reading this cue. She has just opened herself up to him in a really vulnerable way. The moment could not be more romantic. They're like in a beautiful garden, uh, you know, in the dead of night, all alone. Like this is classic, uh, like rom-com hours. Yeah. Well, at the very top of the page, she says, you could put your arm around me, which is like the most consent consent you can get. Uh, the most affirmative consent possible. And he still doesn't do it. He doesn't put his arm around her. It never happens. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And like, well, what's funny is she's also, she is stating that he could do this thing that, he, that she would like him to do. But like, he's nervous to do that. She is also nervous to do that. Cause she's saying that he can do it, but she's not doing it either. <laughs> it's yeah. True. I think this is an unusual amount of vulnerability for her. Also. Yeah. And like, it's, it's plain that she is like being as honest as she's ever been with him because he, he points out that like the whole time we've been like flirting since we've been in Severin, we've been doing this, this bit with each other, you know, we're, we're, we're always, you know, we're bantering, we're playful, we're flirtatious in this kind of over the top way. And we're both really good at it and it feels great, but this is different because Dennis not putting on an act. She's not like, you know, being on, she's being honest. And she, I think that she has recognized and is, and is kind of reminding herself that Quoth doesn't treat her like the other men in her life because he's actually genuinely concerned for her as a person and not just a prize, uh, as illustrated by the anecdote of, of him catching her when she falls and not using that as an opportunity. Not only is he paying enough attention to catch her before she falls, but he also does chooses not to use that as an opportunity to put her hand, put his hands on her. And like, I think she finds that quite attractive that he's like, so respective, respectful of her bodily autonomy. But at the same time, I think she also finds it a little frustrating because she would actually like it if he was like 5% more forward. But that also might be a case of, you know, getting what you want is not the same as yearning for it. You know what I mean? Precisely. I strongly feel that if Quoth was more forward, she would not feel the same way she does about him. Mm-hmm. And I it's, don't think that's an, like, I don't want to be misconstrued and say that I think that Denna is like a, a trying to think of a 
polite way to say this. I'm sure there's like a, there's like a trope of the woman who says she wants something but actually doesn't, and then to trap she's tricking you. Like that's not what I'm trying to to suggest that Denna's like. I I think that Jeremy put his finger on it when he said there's a difference between yearning for something and and actually having it, and their relationship would be different if it was different. If that makes sense. Well, it's yeah. a very human thing that is thinking. Like, thinking and understanding of, like, this is a thing that I want. And then when it actually occurs, the difference between what you thought it would be and what it is. And, like, reconciling those differences. Totally. I also think it's a question of trust, right? Like, to get to this point that they're at on the end of this page where they are about to kiss required that the building of trust between them and Quoth repeatedly demonstrating that he was worthy of her trust by not trying to take advantage of her, not, not being too forward, not presuming, right? If he had ever done that before, maybe they would not have reached this point of trust now. Also, does Quoth like want to date her? I think he doesn't, he doesn't talk about her or think about her in terms of like, boy, I wish I wish I was your boyfriend, you know, like he kind of like he just wants more of this. He just wants to spend more time with her. He just wants to have a relationship with her, but like not a capital R relationship necessarily. Like, I do think that he sees the people that Denna dates and kind of is jealous because not because like he wants to be her boyfriend or get married to her or he not because he has a specific uh position or goal in mind but he just like wants to get the presence with her that they get like i think that the best case scenario for quoth is a lifetime of this and maybe that is romantic but maybe it's not i don't know like it's interesting that quoth doesn't pine in for like you know he, he doesn't go damn i wish i was your boyfriend he's just like damn i like your vibes I want to soak up those vibes and I want to give you vibes that you want to soak up. Is there a meaningful difference between those two things? I I don't know if there is, but also it's worth pointing out that like his interest in her is clearly romantic. I don't think he would use the word boyfriend, but I think that is what he wants, but he also doesn't know what it's like to be in a relationship with someone because he's never been in one before. So this is his only experience of courting somebody. And so as far as he's concerned, this is what it is. So this is what you spend your, the, your relationship doing, you know, going on moonlit strolls and uh, talking of small things and wandering the city, which honestly is an idyllic version of being in a relationship with someone. But I don't think he has gotten to the point yet of like, so eventually we'll like get an apartment together and we'll have like a chores rota for who cleans what, when, you know, but what, what's so frustrating is that if they did form a partnership, they'd be a power couple because they both want the same thing. They both want to uncover the true nature of the Chandrian and the Emir, right? And they both are like mixed up in supernatural stuff. So if they actually formed a partnership and not just like we're going to go on dates to uh, to bars and walk in gardens, if they actually like combined their efforts into a... Uh, a, a, a fiscal and romantic partnership, they would be unstoppable. Why not both? Exactly. Why not both indeed? And I think you've hit on something interesting, Jeremy, that I haven't thought about much in the context of this book before. I don't know the book is necessarily talking about this, but I think it's something worth 
kind of keeping in mind is like, what does it mean to be with someone? What does it mean to have a relationship? Quoth doesn't want to like be the noble boys that Denna hangs out with. I have an answer for this and it's killing me. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I can't see you. You're frozen. So if you're making faces. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm making hand gestures at you. (laughs) I'm sorry, Jordana. I did not see the hand gestures. Please, please go ahead. Allow me to cut you off while I tell you that what I think Quoth wants is not, he doesn't want to date her. What he wants is he wants to trust and, and, and fully feel that Denna feels about him the way he he feels about her. He wants Denna to think that he is as special to her as he feels Denna is special to him. Like he just wants to be able to feel and trust that. Whereas right now he is not necessarily feeling and trusting that. He is hoping for that. He is hoping that he is as special to Denna as she is to him. And he but he can't guarantee it. And he I think that's what he wants. He wants to be able to guarantee that like she feels that he's special and that she knows that he, that he feels that she's special. Like he just wants that full understanding. That sounds to me like the mortifying ordeal of being known. That sounds to me like Mm. the, the tension at play in any relationship. Well, especially, especially when you are first getting to know someone and especially, especially when you are a teenager, that is like the thing that is front of mind, right? Until you say the words, I love you. And they say the words, I love you back. There is that, like, that's the big question when you're dating someone is like, do you feel the same way about me that I feel about you? And how can I, And even then, you know, you can never truly know the interior life of another person. So, Mm hmm. I mean, Even while I agree I with that, you. you can't truly know the inner life of entire that that thing that you said. I agree with it. However, I would I would also say that that doesn't necessarily mean that you cannot like feel in your heart that like someone like feels that you are special. Like you can still trust that feeling without necessarily knowing all the ins and outs of their heart. Like, well, yeah, Jeff like doesn't I, have to say I love you for me to know that. Ah, like, but 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 the key word that you have said there, Jordana, is trust, right? Oh, you right. You have to be able to trust. <laughs> we don't have a lot of that for both and Denna. Right? Because they're both such traumatized, damaged people in their own ways, I think both of them find it hard to truly trust another person, especially with something as important as one's heart. So I think that you and I are very much aligned in terms of what I was saying earlier, that the the sort of central question of their relationship is one of trust. And this, what happens on this page is a rare instance of Denna letting her defenses down and trying to communicate to Quoth that like she does trust him because he's demonstrated to her that he's worthy of her trust. And that's when they start to kiss. Until they hear and we'll get a little bit more of this. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, as usual, something comes in from off screen, and they have to go hide in a bush. Mm-hmm. We'll get a little bit more of—I don't know that I call it backstory—but we get a little bit more of Dana's inner life and why she may not be able to trust in the next scene, not the next chapter, which is an interlude, but the next scene in the book is the uh, the much discussed Bechtel scene. So we can uh, maybe pick that apart a little bit and get even more of a sense of Denna's motivations 
on an upcoming episode of this podcast that we like to call Page of the Wings.